Hello, 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 and welcome to Casual Krakoa. Hey, everybody, I'm Dave Buson, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Talking today, X-Deaths of Wolverine number five. We're going to talk about the whole X-Lives of Wolverine and X-Deaths of Wolverine experience here with Ernie, the one and only blurred without fear. Ernie, how's it going? Oh, man, doing great, doing great, man. Glad to be back. I'm glad you're here because this should be a fun <laughs> conversation. Everybody who is here with us live, first off, thanks so much for joining. I uh, really appreciate y'all coming hang out and talk X lives and X deaths today. We're going to talk about this conclusion. We're going to talk about what it means for X-Men comics, where it's going, and what's coming up in the destiny of X as we sort of evaluate um, this 10-issue weekly Wolverine event. But if you are here with us live, please let me know in the comments and the chat how we're doing on audio and visuals. Uh, if there's any AV questions or requests, let me know, and I will respond to questions. I will not be taking requests, unless they're song requests. If they're song requests, I may I may respond if it's up my alley. But uh, but yeah, otherwise, we're going to dig right into this. So we're starting just a few minutes early, which is great. I think we got everything ready um, ahead of the scheduled time. Ernie, I was smart enough. I even I told you a time, and I had it set as the same time as this was going to go live, and then I was like, oh, no, I should give myself an extra 10 minutes for the inevitable tech issues. And lo and behold, it worked out, right? It worked out great. Love it when a plan comes together. Exactly, exactly. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about did the Wolverine plan come together? Um, was it everything that we hoped it would be, et cetera, et cetera? And get in your questions and your thoughts here on um on this event you know i definitely want to i want to get to what we can um if you get in anything in the super chat which is open and available first off thank you second off i definitely will prioritize those i'm gonna hop on twitter here and share this out for the folks who might be wanting to join us ernie let's start with this okay. i i haven't I've, I've fallen behind on on just like everyone on youtube how have you been feeling about the x lives and x deaths experience overall like where where's your head been at with this event uh, well, you know, honestly, uh, I was the least, I felt like I was one of the least interested people when it was announced. Cause yeah. I was just like, Oh, okay, great. More Wolverine. Okay. That's what the world needs right now. <laughs> um, you know, but when the first issue of, uh, 10 lives hit, uh, I went into it cautiously optimistic and, um, it didn't, you know, start off with like a bang or anything like that. It didn't start off like, you know, super like, you know, oh my God, crazy the way like, you know, stuff like House of X or uh, or anything like that has some of the yeah. more recent stuff uh, or, or even Inferno for that matter, uh, you know, but I ended up, I guess because I, I didn't really know what to think of it like going in, I ended up walking away pleasantly surprised, uh, at least with that. Yeah. Um, 10 deaths though I've been enjoying uh, even more so. Yeah. Uh, I, like I like like it's it's one of those things. I like ten lives of Wolverine, but I love uh ten deaths of Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Though I do wish maybe just maybe they would have changed the title of this whole story and would have made a whole lot more sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, maybe you should have called it like I don't know, ten lives of you know Mora X or uh, you know. Quantum Wolverine, the, the quantum leap of X. I don't yeah, know, yeah. something like that. <laughs> no, you're Terminator totally spot X. on. I, I just wish they had the confidence in Moira. Like, I wish they had the yeah. confidence in themselves and in Moira and, and in readers, right? It, feel, it feels almost insulting, right, to the, <laughs> yeah. to the broad reader base to be like, hey, we have, to, we have to call this a Wolverine thing, guys. 
we need to bring in the sales. Like if it's Moira, they won't understand. It's like, we get it. We're here for the Moira stuff. Um, but okay. So you, you've been pretty positive, feeling pretty positive mm -hmm. about yeah. the, definitely the X deaths experience. I've, I've been very critical of X lives. I think mm -hmm. so far, um, here on the casual Kirkwell live streams on the comic book Herald stuff. Um, I, I like it as like the next Ben Percy Wolverine arc. I do not like it as an event. It just doesn't work for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And it's been so disconnected from X deaths, which initially I did love as well. Um, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit, but like the first three issues, super into it, incredibly mm -hmm. ambitious. Um, I, I love the risks it was taking. I love that they were genuinely taking and running with the stuff Hickman left with Moira and, and post Inferno and just kind of like, okay, we're in a post Hickman era. Who's going to pick up the ball, right? It's like, who's going to take the snaps here at quarterback? Um, and Ben Percy being like, watch this. I got it. Like that, that's cool. That's ambitious. Yeah. And, and I'm here for that. Um, and I think over the last couple issues, we saw some of the stumbles. We saw some of the problems that comes with that. But nonetheless, uh, every week, Wednesday, X deaths out, I was like, first thing I want to read, I want to read it mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. Like it was it was that level of excitement, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing here in the comments, I've been mean to X lives. Like, <laughs> 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 wait, are we gonna have to what was what was that 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 one individual uh the the, the leave Britney alone? Uh, person, I'm showing my age here. That doesn't like, like leave ten deaths alone. Yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely. Here's the like, like I first off, I love Joshua Kassar and Frank Martin on art. Okay, and we'll always have Omega Sperm. Like we'll always have the Omega Sperm Whale uh, with yeah. Omega Red possessing a whale. One of the most fun panels you'll get in a Wolverine comic. Like the, there's no taking yeah. that away from us, right? Um, yeah. Visually, I thought it was very good. I just thought it was a very normal kind of time-traveling Wolverine story. It just felt familiar. Um, and... Would it have felt better to you if they just would have... Because you know, Wolverine's clearly been on hold. Uh, the yeah, comic. right. Do you think maybe they just should have... just had this be just a story arc in Wolverine? Maybe maybe it would have went over a, a, a little bit better, like the... Oh, yeah, this is just Wolverine number... Whatever number they left off on yeah. before, uh, I, I don't know. That, that's how I felt about it. I, I think that's totally it. And it's it's kind of all BS, right? It's all this manufactured marketing stuff that I let myself succumb to in a lot of mm -hmm. ways, right? Where it's like, yes, like if this was literally Wolverine 22 through 27 or whatever we're at now, right. and it was Ben Percy with Kasara coming on and with Frank Martin coming on on Colors – for an arc, I'd be like, hey, everybody, Wolverine's awesome now. Like, come check it out. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, this is this is my favorite Wolverine arc. Um, it's sort of, it, partially, it's that, right? And just expectations, which is all just in my head, right? And people dug it, great. Uh, I'm glad you dug it. Um, a bigger part of it, though, is like, it did not connect <laughs> to X deaths. Yeah. Like, for a thing that is billed as a 10-issue weekly event, a Wolverine event, the ways it connected here, and, and okay, let's just say it, we're going to spoil... Excess of Wolverine number yeah. five. We're going to spoil the whole series. Okay. We're going to talk about it in, in a lot of detail um, today. And, and I hope to get to as many questions and thoughts as we can. I've already seen a couple super chats get in. So like for sure, we'll be talking about these in the next few minutes, but like the things that actually connected from X lives were um, the Cerebro sword returning to Krakoa. And, uh, and I guess by the end, like sort of just the presence of time traveling Wolverine and Phalanx Wolverine with with Moira because everything coincides on Krakoa at the end, mm -hmm. but like there just there wasn't a magic to it. 
There wasn't a, yeah. a real creative like, oh, wow, I can't believe this connects to this sort of synergy. Um, and in that regard, it was just like, we've got our Wolverine half and we've got our Moira half and almost without question, like never the twain shall meet. Um, so I, f I think in that regard, that's why it was so easy to separate yeah. it, I think, in well, my head. I think, like, easily, easily, this could have been a trade of just, like, one of the many trades uh, that you could, you know, get out of Benjamin Percy's uh, Wolverine. And, like, a, like, Ten Lives of Wolverine to me felt like this was a Wolverine story arc. This was mm -hmm. a piece. This was a piece of a a Wolverine story arc, and then maybe like if you get to like X Death, I'm like okay, this could have been like a trade in uh, X Force, but yeah, that, that's what it felt like. It felt like Benjamin Percy was doing like what would be you know big story arcs for those books, yeah, but not big in the scope of like the entirety of the post House of or, or uh, post House of X event. You know, like right, it's not right. the, it, it's not like the next, which honestly I kind of, and I don't know, maybe I'm talking out of line here, uh, but I've felt this way since Ten of Swords. I don't think we need like big events right now. Like, I mean, yeah, you want to have some big story arcs, mm -hmm. but like marketing them as like this big major crossover event that's supposed to like, you know, span all these kind of like what they're doing. And I think maybe they learned this lesson with uh, the Hellfire uh, Gala stuff is like, oh, we're doing this whole thing where it's going to be spread across uh, multiple issues of uh, all the different X comics. And then now they're like, no, nah, it's just going to be one just a one shot. And it's like, okay, I like that idea. Cause yeah. that's, that's less convoluted. I wish they would kind of, which, you know, Inferno kind of seemed like they were getting in that direction. You know, just tell them a small story, just a little small story to kind of build on what we already got. Um, and I feel like they've been trying to recapture that house of X lightning in a bottle and have not done very well at it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I think that's, it's that's like we're where getting diminishing returns. Yeah. And that's, that's like every time we do these post games, right. And, and I so appreciate you coming on to do all these post games in the X-Men era. Um, cause they're a blast to, to talk about. And I think, you know, people enjoy like, okay, we've had this experience. How does it compare every time we do one? It's always like, yeah, like the house and powers experience set an unattainable bar. Um, mm -hmm. not just in X-Men stuff, but like in, in big two comics, you know, like just that, that enthusiasm and the passion and the mystery and just everything that was happening there. Um, it, it's just really kind of unattainable. And I think you're right in the sense that like, you kind of don't need a massive event. I mean, obviously like if you just look at it structurally, X lives and X deaths is 10 weeks of biggish stuff. Okay. Of letting Ben Percy and team do here a big Wolverine and Moira story as though like, really it's like a placeholder on the calendar. Right. And mm -hmm. I think like it's a it's an excuse to push everything else in the destiny of X basically to April because they've been trying to get their calendars right since the pandemic, you know, like like in a, getting things done and getting them out at a certain cadence and on time, like for the X office. So on that level, which is like super inside baseball and boring, frankly, it makes the <laughs> most sense. And I think if you look at it as, hey, we need a 10 week event to kind of hold the center of the universe. Think about it in those terms. It's really effective. Um, it gives us stuff to chew on. It gives us stuff to talk about. And then again, because Percy took X deaths and, and ran with the Moira concept, you know, and really was like, okay, somebody needs to do this. I'm going to do it. 
it gives us a ton to think about going into the destiny of x which is cool and that's that's i guess where i kind of want to start the conversation too about the comic specifically like x deaths of wolverine did not need to be a moira story um i think yeah. it needed to play with the timelines and the lifelines and all that to feel of a piece with this era but it didn't have to be a straight up moira story like that was not no. a requirement <laughs> like that was not necessarily no. the assignment um, I appreciate that it's like it was. It's called 10 Deaths of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, if Not you actually the life it down, and death of Mora X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it would have made an infinite more sense if it yeah. was not Moira's story, but it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of do appreciate that, right? I, I do appreciate that about it, right? We were shown the tastiest Moira platter ever in House mm -hmm. of X, right? We were given this, the, hey, look at this meal you're going to have. Look at this feast. And then we waited two years to be served. We waited two years for Inferno. <laughs> Nothing happened, right? We just got yeah. to see the feast, and they were like, now wait. And and a lot of people aren't good with patience, myself included, a lot of times, right? Yeah. And now I, through, I'm guilty of it as well. <laughs> yeah, right? We all are. And now through Inferno and Excess Wolverine, like, that's nine issues and, like, 250 pages of Moira stuff. And it's like, that great. It's about time, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's about time. We got that. So I give a lot of credit to Percy and team for taking on that challenge. Like, he's the first dude, the first writer in this office to try to walk so directly in Hickman's footsteps, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I think he does stumble a fair amount, but he's sprinting with it. Like, he's like, right. we weren't given anything. This is totally open playing field. I'm going to take these concepts and I'm going to run with it. So let's talk about, I guess, basically where this builds to first. So in Excess of Wolverine, Moira McTaggart, she's on the run post-Inferno, okay? Um, mm -hmm. In Inferno, Mystique and Destiny finally get their hands on Moira X. She is, her mutant ability is when she dies, she can reset the timeline, okay? They hit her with the Forge, mutant zapping gun, takes away her powers. Now Moira's human. That's where we set the stage here. She's on the run in X Deaths of Wolverine throughout this entire event. And we've been building and building and building to Moira as the former savior, the former, you know, strategist of Krakoa, is now the archvillain of, of mutant kind, essentially. Mm -hmm. Ernie, how has this turn of sorts worked for you specifically um because this is a character with so much potential and then it's like okay here's what we're doing like we're actually going to tell you like here's what we're doing um how has that shift worked for you um you know so i'm okay with it like i'm, I'm okay with the turn more is taken my only criticism of it is kind of like how you said earlier we went two years just about without really seeing much mm -hmm. or anything of more so like where I get what it is they're like, I, I'm going along with it. I'm going along with it, but like at the same time, a part of me is kind of like, man, I kind of feel like we're rushing to the finish line on, on on this part. Like we're like I feel like the the we we didn't get the time to really have the character development to. I mean, we got invested with Mora, but we haven't really had the time to really just get to know her even more since we've learned all this stuff about her. like we know we know the we know the Moira from pre House of X. We know that Moira very well. Yeah, yeah. Very well. But this version of Moira we don't really know as well as I wish we would have. I was that was kind of one of my biggest hopes after House of X was like, man, we're gonna get to see more more. We're gonna get to learn all this crazy stuff. It's gonna be awesome. And then it's like, nah, she just never shows up. Yeah, maybe we see. Oh, hey, she's in the background over there. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> right. But uh, but then you know, we get to Inferno and it's like, oh, bam, we're like, boom, 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 boom. We're just getting all these you know, developments. And then you know, after Inferno, I was you know because of House of X, I was like, oh man, 
guess we're not going to see more for another uh, two to five years. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 deaths comes out. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, man. You guys are you... – <laughs> it's like someone grabbed me by the back of my skull and just is rushing me out the door, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at, at, in much the same way Moira was was rushed out the door uh, in her exit in Inferno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like uh, she got Jazzy Jeff out of uh, out of the Banks's house. <laughs> uh, that's how I felt they did me when they did the story. They're like here, get out of here. That this is the story. Yeah, but but at the same time, at the same time that all this is going on. I do like where Moira's head is at. Like, you know, it's a whole spurned, uh, uh, well, I guess can't really say lover in this case, because in this particular instance, you know, her and Xavier aren't really a thing. Uh, no. at, or at least it presumably. And, and definitely her and Sean are not a thing anymore. Yeah. Her and Sean. Oh, if that, if you ever had a question, like, like if someone ever said, Hey, Hey, um, Dave, do, do you know if, uh, Moira and Banshee, are they still a thing now after all this house mix stuff? <laughs> There's just one page you have to show them yeah, yeah. that will basically, you don't even have to say a word. You just hold the page up to yeah. the screen and that would answer all the questions. But I'll be but, like, yeah. I'll be like, they're closer than ever, but. Yes. <laughs> but here's what I mean. <laughs> exactly. But no, I mean, I I like the whole, oh, she's uh, she's thrown in her lot with the phalanx. She's uh, she's she's doubling down on 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 post humanity and 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 machines and this is like you know she's tried everything you know that was kind of the whole thing in House of X she's tried everything imaginable she's yeah. tried working with Magneto she's tried working with Xavier she's tried working with Apocalypse she's tried becoming a a stone cold assassin and mercenary trying to destroy all of the entire Trask line. Um, you know, she's literally just sat on her hands. She has spent her life trying just about every imaginable, uh, conceivable way to achieve the one goal. And the only thing she hasn't done is embrace the, 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 the phalanx. That's the one thing she never right. did. And right. it's like, okay, well now she's, she's going to double down on that. And it's, I don't know, like I said, it, it's, it's jarring just only because it took it feels like it feels like it took almost no time to develop that. Right. I think that's yeah. the that's the sense of whiplash that mm. that some readers have expressed. But you know, my my big thing has been like, I can't be sitting here talking about how it's been two years and saying that's probably the greatest mistake. That's probably the greatest misstep mm. of the Krakoa era in retrospect was withholding mm. all the good Moira stuff. Um, because there was so much story there. I can't do that and then turn around and say, oh, but this series should have been more patient. <laughs> like, like yeah. a total hypocrisy <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, but we shouldn't have gotten so much more. So like, in, so that's why I'm like fully all in on Percy mm-hmm. and the team. And I think mm-hmm. Ve- Federico Vicentini, who does X-Deaths here, um, I really dug his art. Like his, his kinetic energy yeah. is more... Um, semi-cartoonish style certainly compared to Kassara uh it grew on me a lot over the the experience of x deaths and I think it suited the series really well um but yeah like I appreciate them going for it and I don't mind the turn right I don't mind Mm. the turn from Archvillain um that's been there from jump right the inferno reveal that Moira still really wanted to cure mutants like that made sense it was her first goal and she never saw it to fruition um her support of mutants it's fear-based it's entirely fear-based because Mystique and Destiny are like, we will burn you alive again if you don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's well, not what, her what was passion. The line? 
change or die. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole line. Was like, change or die. Like, that's the only reason she's done what she's done over these lives. Um, so, but that said, like, I'm fully in agreement with you that, like, the jump from that to death to all mutants, which is where she is now and where she ends up at the end of this book, that's a lot, mm. right? It's a big jump. Mm. And it's not just that, but it's in House of X and Powers of Ten, like, one of my absolute favorite things about it is there's such a sense of strategy with what Moira's planning. She has centuries of experience through her lifelines. There's such a sense of playing the long game. And all that really kind of gets lost in X deaths, but also just sort of where we are in this experience. Like now it's like, it's all fly by the seat of her pants, lash out in rage, Moira. It's all very of the moment. And to me, that's not the promise of Moira, a character that is like devoid of time now practically, because she is the embodiment of what it means when you get to play the long game. So I think her becoming the ultimate enemy of Krakoa is pretty cool. Like that's, mm -hmm. if you look at like, if you looked at like, okay, the Hickman Bible, and I'm assuming this is like the same direction. Like I assume this was a note that he said like, hey, here's where I'm going with Moira. Like it would be weird to me if the writers didn't know based on everything they've communicated. I'm assuming if you just looked at it in the Bible, it would be like, um, she's gonna turn on mutant kind. Um, mm -hmm. She's gonna ultimately, she's gonna try to ascend with the phalanx. Uh, because, you know, she thinks that's her best chance for survival, and that's ultimately what she's the most interested in. And she'll want to bring mutants with her, but she will 100% not be able to acknowledge that she was wrong and and change because of that. That all adds up. Like, big picture, I'm like, yeah, check, check, check. Like, I can see that. It's something people have been predicting for a long time, right? Like, the heel turn mm -hmm. is baked into the concept. She's right. she's secretive, right? They're hiding her in a no place. Um, she won't tell anybody what the true plan is, right? So, like, we knew that sort of thing was coming, I think the danger here with X deaths is it's the danger of turning Moira into Cameron Hodge. It's the danger yeah. of making her normal. It's the danger mm -hmm. of making her a regular old X villain. Yeah. And it, it hasn't happened yet, right? This is all hypothetical. No. Um, it's just some of the flavor, some of the tone, those last pages of mm -hmm. X deaths today where she's up out of the grave and now she's, Omega Moira, and we're going to talk about what that means, right? But she's mm -hmm. basically Moira has turned herself into a sentinel of yes. sorts, you know. But a but a she's more basically like one. Omega Sentinel, like a like a, a I guess a proto Omega Sentinel, or I guess how however that works, I don't know because something like that. Something Omega like Sentinel still walking around, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. You can I guess you can have more than one. Um, <laughs> she's basically turned herself into that, and it's like, but with all the knowledge she has, and with the fact that obviously she was she was in on the Krakoa plot, but it's like, there's a danger now where she just becomes another X-Men villain, where in reality, I think what she, the potential here, which is extremely exciting, is she can fill the role of the X-Men's Thanos, right? Of mm -hmm. of what used to be the X-Men's Magneto and Apocalypse, right? And these really mm -hmm. cool, like they, they do kind of need that. They have Orcus, but Orcus is an organization and, and Orcus is spread out and they're also like, they're the traditional humans against mutants are we know mm -hmm. we know that beat a bit you know um what they can do now with moira as the ultimate big bag again i think big picture strokes i love it i think the execution and the way it actually we get to it is just like we went from step alpha to step omega and mm -hmm. we just saw nothing in between and you can fill in the pieces in your own head based on what we've gotten in the past but you have to do you have to meet them like 75 percent of the way if not more, um, mm. I think to get there. And that's, that's asking a lot of readers. And it's, it's also like, you know, it was a choice and it was a choice that I think ultimately was 
kind of backfired um, yeah. in the end because of some forces they couldn't control and some that they could. So I do want to ask here, uh, so we got a super chat here. So thanks for, for people that are jumping in and contributing. Ernie, thoughts on what Moira is becoming? Is she turning into Phalanx or the Omega Sentinel from the future? Like, where do you net out on, like, what actually is Moira 11 now, I guess we call her? You know, um, one of the things that I kind of mused about was how similar she does appear uh, to Omega Sentinel, yeah, as we've come to know her. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it just, she, I don't think that she is the, like, you know, Omega Sentinel as we know her, but, like, she's definitely something similar. Um, and I would probably say in the grander scheme of things, you could probably place her somewhere between an Omega Sentinel and a Nimrod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far, In terms of, like, I think of where I think she kind of falls in. Um, but the whole thing with the Phalanx, uh, the moment that she was given that, um, that piece of the trans mode, uh, from, uh, Warlock to substitute, uh, not having an arm, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the first thing I thought of was there's no way she's not going to maintain some modicum of the Phalanx within her even after you know she removed the arm mm, interesting. Uh, yeah and and even i think in 10 deaths of wolverine number three the part where she's um arnob has given her the new arm the the cybernetic arm you can actually see the same phalanx pattern going up her arm mm. um, i dig that yeah yeah so it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like yeah this is this is happening this is happening so yeah she's this is like it almost makes me wonder uh, because, you, we, as we know, the Phalanx, they typically do the whole, uh, you know, we, us, you know, they speak as a group, not as individuals. Right. Um, we even see as Wolverine uh, in this comic where, you know, he's struggling to try and uh, fight back, uh, use his willpower against the Phalanx, mm -hmm. where, you know, sometimes he'll speak as himself and then he'll go back to speaking as uh, the phalanx, yeah, uh, as a hive mind, and we notice with Mora in in the future, Omega Mora, she doesn't do that. Hmm. Like she speaks in, as, as an individual, but she does clearly have the phalanx in her. Yeah, so it makes me wonder a lot of different things. Like, um, I'm wondering if, like, at some point in time, maybe is she the one who? Because you guys uh, was it Inferno? Um, uh, Omega Sentinel talks about how, oh, well, you know, uh, I, I, there was a Trixer Titan sent me back in time uh, so I can, you know, set the wrong things right, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And then, you know, boom, bang, all of a sudden, here we go. We got her in House of X in what is now an alternate timeline of the timeline we thought we were already in. <laughs> and a part of me wonders, that's why I hate time tra travel stories. Cause they just complicate stuff. Yeah, you yeah. add in time travel and alternate realities. It just is a hot mess waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. But, um, but what I did, the idea I did dig about it is what if Mora was the one who actually did it? Cause yeah. 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 More at the end of, uh, was a year 1000. Oh, of sent her back in time. Yeah, like oh. a part of me is wondering because there's a point we see in uh, I think it was in the yeah it was in uh, Ten Deaths Four uh, where she's unleashing this 
crazy lightning storm, and it doesn't make any sense to me as to why she's even doing it in the first place. But like, if, it, if it you can do she, it, if I could unleash crazy lightning storms, yeah, right. I would so do like, it yeah, all the time. yeah, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> screw it. I'm just gonna throw it. Look, I'll, I'll do like Oprah. Like, you get a lightning storm. You get a lightning storm. Why <laughs> yeah. should Storm have all the fun with lightning storms? Uh, but you know, part of me wondered, like, you know. She clearly has some great level of power. She can exist in a timeline that's supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can exist in a timeline that's supposed to be moved on. Because uh, that was what they told us. They told us in House of uh, X, when Mora dies, that timeline's gone. Right. She disappears. But clearly, that was a lie. Because <laughs> she died, it was still there. But <laughs> but uh, it makes me wonder, like, she has all these crazy, like, time-jumping, alternate reality-jumping powers it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if maybe she was the <clears throat> quotey fingers trickster Titan. I like that. You know? Yeah. I like that a lot. That's, that's really cool. My, my theory initially like circa like X deaths three, I think is when I started talking about it was like, she's actually going to become this Omega Sentinel, like this timelines. Omega the Sentinel, one we, yeah. the one we already know where like she makes it to the future. She loses, but then she hates mutants so much she gets sent back in time and that the it's a whole mess right of of Mm -hmm. time and and timelines but it's like then the omega sentinel that we think is the karima that we've known that's actually moira and she's been playing both sides this entire time Mm -hmm. i think that'd be such a cool drop it it probably requires more (laughs) to make that make any sense at all but i i kind of like the trickster titan idea more Mm -hmm. um because that is that shows the sort of like evolution that I think this character is striving for. And that's actually something that like, maybe the most interesting thing about this comic, the Excess Wolverine number five specifically, is it pulls from powers of 10 language here, okay? Moira's mm-hmm. backup plan is to be reborn as like a sentinel, but it, she claims to be an intelligence, okay? Right. And that word is not used without like purpose here, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, if we take her claims, that she is an intelligence, literally, based on what we learned from those data pages in Powers of Ten, that at the time we're like, what the hell is this, you know? <laughs> then in essence, what she's saying is she is now the combined thinking power of more than a hundred unified beings combined in purpose and intent, okay? Mm-hmm. In her case, it seems like the intent would be destroy mutants and live forever. Um, this places her above a hive, but mm-hmm. below the likes of a Titan, or a stronghold, or dominion, these other galactic intelligences that were explained in those data pages. Now, an intelligence is actually one of the easiest concepts to understand of all of these, because there's a literal example in Marvel, which is the Kree Supreme Intelligence, right? Right. We know the big green head that we've seen in Kree comics since, you know, the (laughs) 1970s, right? And the Supremer is based on the history of the Kree people, right? Their civilizations, everything they've learned over time. I'm curious with Moira, if that is indeed something they're going to lean into, like what is her intelligence made up of? Because I don't Mm. anticipate it would be like the collective cultural consciousness of mutant kind. Um, Is it some version of artificially blended human? Like what, what specifically would that mean for her? Whereas the Kree one makes a lot of sense. Um, Mm. But that didn't feel like an accident to me. That seemed interesting that she was like, I'm ascending now as an online you know, uh, mechanic, you know, uh, consciousness, but not just a machine. I'm not just a sentinel, right? I'm an intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, let's actually see that play out a bit. That's interesting. That's exciting. Um, So mm-hmm. I hope to, I do hope to see more of that. Um, So like, as far as like, what is she? I think she's an, she's an intelligence and she's trying to, she's going to try to ascend to more, 
right? She wants mm -hmm. to be a dominion, whatever that yeah. means. Could that mean she becomes the <laughs> trickster titan along the way in that timeline? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense, you know? Well, and what you said, too, like, because, and, you know, once again, it doesn't, it's kind of one of those situations where I, you know, going back to the Omega Sentinel thing, it's like, you know, the more I look at her in the, you know, in these pages, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, she does actually look eerily. That was even the thing I, when she kills, or <clears throat> necessarily the kill, but when she wounds Omega Wolverine in year 1000, that was one of the first things I thought was, wow, she just made one of those arm cannons like Omega Sentinel. Like, yeah, yeah. This is okay. I mean, you know, two samey characters, but yeah, you know, all right. I, I'll, I'll ride with it. Uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I, you know, Hickman has basically, when we got House of X, the Powers of Ten, the Powers of Ten side of it, we were teased a lot about the Phalanx. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, nothing really came of it, but we knew that somewhere down the road, the Phalanx is going to factor in. And then when Inferno came around, and then the stuff with Cypher, there was almost kind of like a, I don't want to say a bait and switch, but like, mm. it kind of seemed like, oh, is this what they were talking about? Is this calling yeah. back to right. power? Because you know, we see he's spreading Warlock through the, you know, through the island. And, you know, we, oh, no, he was just trying to make sure everybody was above board. Mm. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but would wait. He gave her the arm, like, you warlock, she's got the arm, and now it's factory. So now it's one of those things where it's like, oh, wait, is, will they or won't they? Like, you know, yeah. what does, what, what do Cypher and Warlock have? What kind of stake do they have in this? Because clearly, if the Phalanx are going to be a major player going forward, you kind of have to have Cypher and Warlock involved to some degree. Mm-hmm. It would it would be like having a war of the realms, but there's no Thor in any of it. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I mean, and, and I, I'm glad you pointed out the the fact that she was given the phalanx arm because that mm -hmm. is one of the stranger things that happens, um, both at the end of Inferno, but also just in this comic where yeah. Inferno number four. Doug get he's like hey here's a phalanx arm now go run away right he's like yeah. that's our that's our you know gift you get on the way out. Um, but then she gets that, and then she, like, within, you know, like, what, like, a day cuts it off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what a pointless thread. Like, they, she immediately removed it. But to your point, if you if you take the idea that, like, okay, no, it's not truly gone. She's got some connection to that now. That's especially relevant now that she's become this intelligence and maybe has a better sense of what the phalanx are. Maybe she can – maybe her next move – gets a little cosmic, right? Moira in space, mm -hmm. reaching out to the phalanx, being like, I kind of speak your language now, right? So like now you can start to play with that. I, I would hope in more direct ways as opposed to what a lot of people are asking. We've got a super chat here. Like, why did Doug Lock give Moira that arm? Like purely mm -hmm. textually right now, it seems like a giant missed opportunity. But mm -hmm. I think you're right that like there's a lot of a lot of plot potential that that could that that could oh, yeah. like you know expand into um and i hope it does i really i really hope it does uh, a couple other chats here that i want to say represent for blord koa shouts for the conclusion of lives and death really resurrected my interest in the character um that's fair that's fair ernie you know we haven't talked about him at all because mm -hmm. it's like it's not his story but how did this work for you as a wolverine comic like did it you know you said like we've got enough like i don't i don't know mm -hmm. that i need a wolverine event like do you feel mm -hmm. more excited about wolverine comics after this you know, okay, so yeah, I, I, I'm sure I'm sure that you know this is gonna garner me no love whatsoever. 
I am not the hugest fan of Wolverine, like in the slightest. Mm. Uh, I think of all the mutants uh, in the history of mutants, he's one of the least interesting ones to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's like, I, I don't hate him. It's just the, like when people are like, oh my God, Wolverine. I'm just like, all right. Yeah, yeah. He, he's okay. Uh, but no, um, I feel like 10 Lives worked better as a Wolverine story for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in general, 10 Deaths as a Wolverine story, not so much. Because yeah. Wolverine's not. Like, whereas in 10 Lives, Wolverine, is he's taking on the role of uh, um, of Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap. He's, he's, leaping, he's leaping throughout time trying to save Charles Xavier, and he's hoping that with each leap, it'll be the leap home. Uh, in Ten Deaths, he's basically the Terminator, and yeah, right. he's and, and up until he actually encounters uh, Lara, that's all he is for like the first two and a half, two and three quarter issues. Yeah, of Ten Deaths, it's like just oh, he's just a Terminator. He's he's a mindless killing machine, maybe. Um, and I feel like maybe if, and once again, it would take a lot of remixing to do this, if 10 Deaths of Wolverine was actually more about actual Wolverine, mm-hmm. then I think, you know, maybe you know, having the battle between maybe, you know, Logan as well as the other Wolverines against this Omega Wolverine, that would be something. While it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't speak to the larger overall narrative the way they probably would have wanted it to, it would have at least been something entertaining. Yeah, but maybe it would work better as like a one shot or maybe like a little two part or you know something like that. Uh, but yeah, this is ten deaths. I like. I really do feel like, as opposed to having ten lives, Wolverine, ten deaths, Wolverine. You should have just had it be, uh, you, you, Xavier something or other. I don't know Xavier of X or something like that, and then Mora of X. There you go. That that's your story right there. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I and honestly, I think it would have sold just as well. I mean, you don't if have you to put did, Wolverine's name in it. If you did House of Xavier, House of Moira, yeah, that would sell. That would sell. Oh, most certainly. Right? Most certainly. I, I think it'd be fine. But, I mean, I did... I started to appreciate the Wolverine stuff in Excess mm-hmm. once the Wolverine family came into play. That was yeah. definitely where I perked up. And mm-hmm. you get Laura involved, you get Gabby, you get Ken, right? And you get, like, once you had, like, a whole Wolverine's crew, um, it got pretty interesting. And then they had to have... The conversations that they have with you know with phalanx logan and he knows how they died and like you can get some poignancy out of that um i think it just came too late and then it just was never the focus of mm-hmm. that comic like you can't do the moira story which is already rushed and already mm-hmm. giving us the sense of whiplash and simultaneously do a good wolverine's story right. um it did leave me hoping that like his percy's wolverine run or just even just other X-Men comics, will do more with the Wolverine's family. Um, because that yeah. is like, you don't really, like you have the Summers family, right, is a whole connected mm-hmm. unit. And we've actually gotten a fair amount of that because they kind of drove some of the Hickman narrative. But then like you have the Wolverine's family, like these little family units within the broader concept of mutantdom tends to be pretty cool. Um, and, and like, you know, pretty, pretty there for good story. Uh, so I, I definitely want more from the Wolverines. Yeah. I think. Oh, can it, we have a Wolverines comic? Can we have? I mean, I know we had one before, but now in this era, but like I now, think it would be different. yeah, yeah, yeah. For like sure. just get get them all together, get them all together. You, you get yeah, get get uh, Dokken and Gabby and Laura and uh, what was the other one? Uh, is, is is the is the James Hudson? Was he still alive? I don't remember. <laughs> There's you, been get, 
Get there's him in there, no, too. Yeah, yeah. There's been no <laughs> Jimmy Hudson sighting. But he should still be out there. I think I think Jimmy Hudson is one of the missing mutants from the Ultimate yeah. Universe. If you don't, he's the he's the Ultimate Universe Wolverine post-original Wolverine. Okay, mm-hmm. he comes post-Ultimatum. And uh, and he does make his way to the Marvel U, a la Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like... I think the last we saw him, maybe he was taken over by a symbiote or something. Like I it think was. So. <laughs> so we haven't seen we haven't seen Jimmy in too long. Well, get get him in there too. And you know what? I know Sabretooth's not a Wolverine, obviously, but you can have him in there too. He can hang out. He can be the he can be the grumpy uncle. He can be the grumpy <laughs> uncle who comes over and hangs out every now and then. <laughs> the despicably grumpy uncle. <laughs> um, uncle. Let Let's talk about that actually a little bit. So there was a nice little tease here in x deaths of of Sabretooth hanging in the pit mm-hmm. and we've been seeing in the victor laval written Sabretooth with art by leonard kirk uh Sabretooth's hanging in that pit he's having this prison experience now with with the little posse that's dropped in um but obviously is gonna get out like like right. obviously is gonna get out that's teased here pretty heavily uh were you excited by that and kind of what do you what do you think is next for Sabretooth and wolverine um after kind of what's given what's going on Sabretooth, given that tease, where do you think it's going? I, I mean, I definitely think, well, for one, I loved it uh, because I'm, I'm getting to that point right now where it's, you know, with the Victor Laval story, I'm kind of, and I'm glad that Victor's doing this. Um, I like cerebral Sabretooth. I like my Sabretooth to be smart yeah. and, and cunning, not just some idiot killing machine that just bah, Wolverine. Oh my God. I got to kill Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. I don't, that's not my saber tooth. Um, that's somebody else's saber tooth. Um, but I like the fact that he was kind of getting us back to that. And the fact that we know that he is, he's doing things in the pit that he's not supposed to be able to do. He's not supposed to be able to, um, you know, build these, you know, hellscapes and environments and, 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 and do all these things that are going on his head. He's not supposed to be doing that. And he's doing it down there. And we know he's, he's putting the band together so they can bust out of, you know, bust out of prison. And we know mole is, uh, who, which by the way, just the, that's like one of the most deep cut characters. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Like, I was yeah. just like, wow, we're, we are pulling mole yeah out of okay cool, i love the deep go. cuts on that one yeah. uh, it, well that and the fact they even had the they took the time to bring up chicken wings i was like oh my god these guys are taking me back to like a, a time that i thought i'd forgotten that was that um, was a show your work sequence y- that was yes. a, i did the homework <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like by the way yeah yeah and you know what he has a friend he has a friend that he, he, he's still sad about chicken wings. Y'all, y'all remember chicken wings? Oh, you don't remember chicken wings. Right. You clearly haven't written. You, you haven't done the work. You That's how read. you flex your ex-knowledge. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I like that Sabretooth, when we see that picture of him, he looks like he's awake. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's like his eyes are open. He looks like he's cognizant of what's going on, which if we remember, that's not supposed to happen either. Right. Uh, yeah, they say you're supposed to be unaware. Like, you're supposed to be aware, but not like able to do anything about anything. Right. And the fact that he's awake, and, and I don't know, maybe, and maybe I might be reaching here, but the part of the comic where Krakoa sucks up the, oh, the remains of Omega Wolverine that supposedly had the phalanx deleted uh, from itself, I don't know. I don't know. I got questions. Yeah, right. You're sending that down there, and I'm assuming maybe you're sending it to the pit. Maybe you're sending it somewhere else. Maybe you're just going to poop it out 
into the Mariana Trench. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of questions about what's going on at the heart of Krakoa. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, get, it's bowels, but comment. also <laughs> it's yeah. core, you know, like there's there's just a lot of open endedness. Yeah, what, there's a there's a whole sequence of like, hey, what's Krakoa thinking? Um, yeah. That is that has not happened yet that I do find. That's the comic I want. Yeah. Can, can we get that? Can we have House of Krakoa? Can we have that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it, that's, that's the, the thing. comic. Well, and it's funny, like, you know, you tease that <laughs> and I'm stupidly like, yeah, like, let me text my shop quick to see if they'll pull it for me. Yeah. Um, but it is like that's we're still in that era. So it's like mm -hmm. even as. You know, as I and I have a tendency to do this, right? If we're talking on the day to day, oh, what comic came out today, and is it is it really great at Moira's an arch villain, and, and et cetera, et cetera. But if you if you take that step back and you're like, yeah, but still big picture, still big picture. There's so much good X Men stuff that can come out of this, um, oh, yeah. in the right hands with the right creators, right? And I think, you know, X Lives and X Deaths. I think X Lives was kind of a bust. I think X Deaths was pretty good and like mm. real ambitious and clearly going to be important um even in the moments where i think it, it did poorly as like a comic that said the destiny of x is going to be the real test like the destiny yeah. of x is the okay um the the founder right the the kickoff you know the the chief architect the head of x jonathan hickman is gone what are we going to do in the destiny of x and if those books come out slapping and like immortal x-men's oh, great yeah. And X-Men Red is great and New oh. Mutants just continues to be great, you know, mm -hmm. and like and all the rest of them kind of up their game. And we've got some new creators in the mix, which is super exciting. Sabretooth's already one of my favorite comics of the year, which like mm -hmm. never expected to say that about a Sabretooth book. But here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Right. And it's like this. This is still a loaded, loaded with potential era of X-Men comics. And I think oh, yeah. for the folks who were super invested in the Hickman experience, like I was definitely. Um I would say like, I'm not going to say like, oh, like just wait and see, because I don't know either. But I right. do think that Destiny of the X is going to be the moment where we truly find out, will this thing survive mm -hmm. the the absence of one creative presence, essentially, right? Yeah. So, oh, no, I, 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 think it, I think it can. I think it can. Just here's the thing. They're giving me some comics I actually think I'm going to really care about. Mm -hmm. uh, Karen Gillan on an X-Men book, that is... Even if it's about the Quiet Council, I don't care about that part. Uh, it's the fact that he's writing it. Yeah, that's already uh, th that's already got me in the door. You've already you've already you've already made the pull list mm -hmm. at that point. You, mm -hmm. you said you said Kieran Gillen. I don't even care about the immortal part. You just said X Men. I, those <laughs> only two things I heard. Yeah, and I'm already like, okay, let's let's get this. Um, you're giving me uh uh you know, Cy Spurrier. Uh, back in the saddle again. Uh, yeah, we uh, if and that was it. Uh, well, it's not the Legionaries. Uh, uh, Legion of X. Was. Yes, Legion of X now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which but, is yeah. better? Which is an improvement? Yeah, we, it's infinitely better because like the whole time I kept looking, I was like, man, I'm just waiting for DC to come at y'all's throat because uh, yeah, yeah. uh, I'm hey. probably one of ten people who remembers the Legionnaires. <laughs> You know what though? You know what though? Throw that gauntlet down. Dare them to bring it to, to get some Legion going, right? Yeah. Bring it to their house. Yeah. And then like didn't and then ultimately there'll be a lawsuit, there'll be court battles, and then next thing you know, they'll have a crossover like a year or two later after all the dust is settled. And we'll yeah, get yeah. the Legionnaires versus the Legion of it, it'll be great. It'll be Legionnaires um, versus Shazam versus Miracle yeah. Man, just all the court battles yeah. <laughs> all in the same comic. Can, can, 
it, that's how it should be dealt with. Don't bring lawyers into this. Just make some <laughs> comics. Make some damn comics. Let the fans decide. But um, but but yeah, I I'm looking forward to a lot of this. X Men yeah. Red. It's like you're giving me an X Men book that presumably will have a lot of focus on Storm as well as other characters. You know that we don't get to see a lot of. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. You you. All you literally have to do, and I know this sounds crazy to say, but all you have to do is stick the landing. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. You're already up in the air. You're already doing like a gajillion triple half gainer 720s, you know, whatever. All you got to do is just land on your feet when you hit the ground. <laughs> That's all you got to do at this point yep. for me to be okay with it. And even if you stumble a little bit, I'm still gonna like it because at least you tried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's kind of that's that's yeah. honestly like probably the exact summary of XS for me, which is like yeah. I appreciate the ambition a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there are stumbles, but again, it's like Percy did not have to go that hard with mm-hmm. Moira stuff and try to convince us that she's an arch villain now. Um, that's that just didn't have to be what XS Wolverine was. I appreciate that it was. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Um, which sounds like like a backhanded compliment, right? It sounds condescending, but it's like no, I genuinely but appreciate no, true. the effort. Yeah, like I, I, not every writer would be, would have the confidence to do that, um, because again, like you know, you're gonna get hit, you're gonna take hits for trying that, um, oh, and a lot of and like here's the thing that I keep saying to people is like, a lot of the Moira stuff that you feel like doesn't work, the real responsibility lies more with Hickman than it does with Percy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a yeah. lot of blame, and all of it gets allocated to Percy as the primary storyteller. And he's not faultless, right? There are things I can right. criticize in execution. Um, but the primary blame, for me, goes to the individual who gave us the concept and then did nothing with them. Yeah. And left us with a situation where now you have to speed rush it um, to catch up. He George Lucas does. He George Lucas does. <laughs> yeah, a bit. He, so. he gave us a really cool character. Let me grant you, Moore's been around for a while. Not like he created her, but I mean, he created the version of her that we know now. Right. right. And that's like, all right, cool. Now go to the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. So, all right, I want to look at a, a few questions here from uh from the chat that came in uh a lot of folks were talking about um basically what is Moira going to become uh we did talk about that with like okay is it phalanx is it omega sentinel etc what's she evolving into i've seen folks saying you know asking is she the trickster titan and stuff like that so we talked about that a little bit i love that theory i think it'd be super cool um here's a good one do you think Moira will meet omega sentinel and find out about life 10a and what do you think her reaction would be so if Moira is not, well, even if she is, I guess they could still, I guess you can beat yourself in the timeline. I don't understand time travel. Do what you want. Um, yeah. So if they meet, does she, does, here, I guess here's the, let's back it up even further than that. Does Moira go to Orcus? Is that where we're at? Is Moira now like, hey, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and I'm going to go check out what's going on in Orcus. Oh, hey, Abby. Been a while. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't see you there. How have you been? Love the hair. <laughs> yeah. Looking yeah. green as usual. Um, does she go to Orcus? What do you think? Like, do, is that the turn? I'm, I'm actually kind of hoping she stays as her own scheming separate entity rather than merging the pot. Uh, where are you at there? Um, I don't think she should join Orcus, but I do think she should 
at least in some way align herself with Nimrod and uh, Omega Sentinel. Mm. Um, and the only reason that I say that is because clearly Omega Sentinel has her own agenda. Right. Like she's not really she's not really a hundred percent in on what Orcus is selling. She has her own agendas while she finds them useful. At the end of the day, it's all about machines. And Nimrod seems to be going along with it. <laughs> right. And there's even some stuff that's kind of teased. Was it uh in X-Men when they meet up with Modoc, uh Dr. Stasis? Uh, is meet up with Modoc. There's some stuff that Dr. That, wor that works really well for me. <laughs> I <gotta> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I actually, I never thought I'd want to see Modoc in an X-Men comic, you know, mattering. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was great. It was great because it was like, oh, wait a minute. It, this is kind of, you know, this is a thing. It makes and sense. it kind of, it put a framing too on the idea of what all constitutes a post-human. Right. Which I mean, technically right. from a from a dictionary standpoint, I just assumed once they started really going in on post-humans, in X-Men stuff, I was like, well, anyone pretty much who's cybernetically enhanced to some degree or another is technically a post-human, mm -hmm. more or less. But now, now they're like, no, 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 MODOK is post-human. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, cool, I appreciate that. But there were things that Dr. Stasis talked about with MODOK, you, in front of Nimrod, that Nimrod had no reaction to whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the whole, like, because like, Dr. Stasis even kind of implied that Orcus wasn't even real. I mean, you know, granted, you know, he's, I think it's always kind of implied he, He's got his own thing going on. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's like, no, no, Orcus isn't the isn't the end game here. <laughs> every every yeah. good villain should have their own thing going on. That's the thing, yeah. you know. Like yeah. it just makes it more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and Doctor Stasis is definitely getting into that territory. I think you're right. I think like right now, this version of Nimrod mm -hmm. is kind of a blank slate, right? Like this is yeah. a Nimrod still. You can just see him like standing in the back, standing behind Omega Sentinel, and just kind of taking it in, yeah. right? And yeah. we we and yeah. probably building too that life nine Nimrod that is like the king in the tower, you know, right. kind of Nimrod. Um, but this isn't that version yet. Yeah. I don't think, I think that, you know, I expect it's coming. It's, I expect it's coming. Oh, it, it's very heart foundation right now. It's, it's like, you know, uh, Omega Sentinel's the Bret Hart. She's on the mic. You know, she, she's the one talking to me and Gene. <laughs> yeah. And Nimrod is just Jim Neidhart, just in the background, just like yeah. nodding his head with his, with his arms folded. He's like, yeah, yeah, everything, <laughs> everything she just said, Mean Gene. That which I'm fine with because I don't think Nimrod is ready yet. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done in the oven yet. Uh, when it comes to uh being ready to uh, well, we got some good monologues out of him. You got I mean, moments. Quite, yeah. yeah, we got like when he when he snatched up Mystique. I, he we, he gave a very good monologue, but I don't think he's quite there yet. We're gonna get him there though. Yeah. But I do feel like yeah, I don't want Mora. Throwing in her lot wholesale with an organization like Orcus or Zeno or Hominus Verendi or Cordyceps Jones, whatever the hell. I don't want her doing any of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, though I would love it if she did bump into Cordyceps Jones every once in a while. That would mean um, she's in space, and that's yeah. kind of what I want. <laughs> so see? That you see where happen. we're going? Yeah. And they say time works differently out there. So they said, I, think, what are the, I don't remember the exact calculations, but it's very further I think in the future, or at least you know the dis the difference between oh, the so time and space. Away. So 
Yeah, like it's it's weird. See, this is why I don't like I I I I enjoy a good cosmic story, a good time travel story, but I also hate them at the same time because they make me realize I'm not intelligent. Uh, at least not as much as I like to believe I am. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like that. That was why I had problems with Powers of Ten when they got to the Phalanx stuff. I was like, man, Hickman's make me feel like I'm a freaking idiot right now. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I want Mora to yeah stay on her own, but keep some ties, like you know. You can keep Nimrod and Omega Sentinel on the back burner. You can, you know, maybe feed them information, maybe get information from them, maybe, you know, throw a bone here, take a bone there, you know, whatever. That that right. whole thing. So yeah, that that's, yeah, I think that's it's like I have I a conversation. To. Like like have coffee, yeah. but don't stay. Yeah. Right? Like don't yeah, take yeah, a don't job. Say, no. You know, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the best scenario uh, for, for good old Murray here. Um so okay. So I mean those are I, I guess one other big outcome from this comic and from this event. Um, which is, you know, I guess at the end of any event, you look at it and you say like, okay, Marvel was obviously marketing this as it's important. It's going to have ramifications. And then you look at the end of it and you say, well, what did it actually do? Do we actually have ramifications here that matter? Um, X-Lives, the ramifications are all pretty specific to the Percyverse, right? They're all X-Force yeah. and Wolverine plots. If you've been following those series and enjoying it, you will probably continue to do so and enjoy it. Um, the Cerebro Sword has changed hand. Mikhail Rasputin's back on his heels. Um, and uh, and I, did anything else? Am I missing one? I, I think those are the big. Oh, and Omega Red's off the table. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead Omega Red get cool. resurrected. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that's a big one because one thing they did not address here at all, and there wouldn't have been space for it, um, is like, hey, Omega Red was also working for Dracula. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that didn't which, come up. <laughs> and I want to say, you know what? And man, you just made me realize something. Did they ever? And I and here's the sad part. I know I did videos about this. <laughs> I kind of feel like they never really fully addressed all of that. <laughs> no. Oh no, definitely not. Like the Dracula story, the vampire stuff is still. It's ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, it was still never ongoing. Yeah, it was never fully put to bed yet, and it's like, and I know Dracula's. They're doing this long-term booking with Dracula. The you know, to my recollection, started with. Uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers and just kind of been surreptitiously mm-hmm. passing through other comics, but yeah, man, I'm oh my god, yeah, and what okay, first off, what world do we live in? What earth is this that <laughs> Dracula is an X-Men villain? What's hey, what's happening hey here? he's there, he's there in the Claremont era, he takes Storm <laughs> for true. his bride, that he's is got Actually, he's got surprisingly deep ties <laughs> With, the, with everyone, really. You know, I would. Like, you mentioned oh, that, man. how he went from Avengers to mm. X-Force stuff. I would actually kind of dig it if everyone just kept passing around Dracula. You know, like he shows up in Eternals. He has some conversations yeah. with Thanos. Like, like, just keep moving around. Keep, just have him show up everywhere. And then in Halloween, do a yeah. big uh, Dracula special or something. I don't, you know. Yeah, like, you know, maybe have Clea. Uh, sure. you, Clea yeah. maybe bump into him. You know, or or uh, what was it? Uh, they kind of... I. I Kind of thought Jed McKay was going in that direction with Moon Knight at first because mm-hmm. all the the vampire work. connected shenanigans going on there. But uh, you know who knows? There's still room. But uh, yeah, man, just like it, it just it feels weird to say in 2022, man. You remember, dude, Dracula was giving the X Men the business. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, you definitely don't want to be relying on that as a major threat. I don't think in this era, especially when you have so many other cool. Cool antagonists. Um, so one thing that I did want to get back to is, so this comic opens with honestly something that pretty well summarizes sort of what this experience was in X Lives and X Deaths, like kind of a mission statement. The first page 
is uh, if we're flashing back to House of X, when Moira and Charles meet on the bench and Charles is watching the birds on the bench and he's never been happier. Good old Professor X. And uh, we cut to Moira, bloody, dying, cursing him out, right? And it's a it's a funny moment, but it also is very much that sort of like tonal whiplash of of like, oh, yeah, like we're in very different hands mm-hmm. right now than we were, you know, two and a half years ago or whatever. Um, and one thing that I found interesting about this moment is forget the does it work, doesn't it work as an art film stuff so much as Moira 100 percent blames Charlie like she is. Oh, yeah. Fully blaming Charles for everything that's happened. And I guess the question I wanted to talk about with you is, does that make sense? Is he actually to blame for this? I mean, honestly, if I were her, if I were, and I'm not, you know, because, and once again, I know grief and, and, and pain and, and, and the feelings of betrayal will make you think some really wild stuff that probably isn't true. But while I do think, yeah, Charles is, I think Charles is 33% to blame. Yeah, I'll give him thirty three percent, because Magneto also holds uh, a thirty three percent of that himself, and I would even go as far as say Emma Frost, mm. uh, because Emma was technically the one that was like, "No, nah, I'm blowing the whole lid off this thing." Yeah, y'all brought me in uh, uh, late, mind you. You brought me in late. Mm-hmm. You you waited till the shit was already literally an inch from hitting the fan to bring me in on this. And you, you tried to make me feel like I was in on the ground floor. I really wasn't. Y'all didn't trust me. And now I know everything. And now you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that can of worms is open. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's really Emma who's kind of the driving force uh, in the finale of Inferno that is the whole reason why everybody knows what's going on, with, uh, you know, at least as far as the Quiet Council. She tells Mystique and Destiny first, yeah, right? She, I mean, yeah. that sets off yeah. that chain reaction, right? Which is, uh, yeah. which is what chases Moira out. I, mm. I think the way to redeem Emma, and I just thought of this as you're saying it, or not redeem, mm. but like to sort of get her off the hook potentially, is if you later have an explanation that like, hey, when she saw Moira's plans, she actually saw the real plan because yeah. she was not as susceptible and as gullible to Charles who like had a had an affiliation and wanted mm-hmm. to believe the best. Like she actually right. saw Moira's genocide by cure plan, mm-hmm. you know? She um, saw with a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and that I think would be a good way to be like, and that's why she did what she did, which was... Like, that was pretty nuclear, right? Like, yeah. like to go to Mystique and Destiny knowing they're going to then kill her, like, mm-hmm. it, that actually almost doesn't feel like an Emma play. Like, an Emma play would right. be like, well, what's the tr- strategic value of Moira? How can I get the most out of this, which is a pretty big asset, right, with mm-hmm. everything she knows? Um, but, yeah, that, that would be interesting to explore in more detail. I mean, m- my thing with Professor X being specifically to blame and Moira – lashing out so specifically at him is like, I don't think her betrayal by him was sold effectively enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the Professor Magneto, the reason they're not around to help her is because they're on a rescue mission to help her. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and yes, they they go behind her back and they don't listen to yeah. her. And they do these things that obviously irritated her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But like they were literally on a rescue mission and then they mm-hmm. died <laughs> battling uh, Omega yeah. Sentinel and Nimrod. You know, trying so, to save her, trying to save her. There. And and that was 
that's a piece where I guess now they've kind of very lightly, they had a very brief moment of Moira and Charles making contact for the first time since mm-hmm. all of that. And cause yeah. to me it was like, well, why, like, why doesn't like, why isn't Charles like, Hey, quiet council. Like, can we bring her back? <laughs> like, like she's still, she knows everything about everything we're doing. Like right. it makes more sense to have her in our care than uh, on the lamb and the CIA getting her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they talk, he's kind of the way they tried to sell it was him just being like, I don't have the votes anymore. Sorry, dear. <laughs> like, like he was just a total weakling. Like, yeah. and, then, and then you can have her be like, well, screw you. Right. Then you can make that turn. I just, I don't know that one. I, I wasn't, it wasn't sold incredibly clear to, to make it so that she would literally now want to kill everyone on Krakoa. Like that's what she wants well, yeah. now. You know, it was, it was such a, yeah, it was such a sharp turn because as far as I was concerned, you know, for me, it was, Oh, wow. What did he do? Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, did he, did, I was like, did, like, like, I, if I were Charles Xavier, I would literally be sitting there just like, huh? He's like, he's like, I took out the recycling. I, I, yeah. I washed the dishes. I, what did I forget? I know it's All something. Right. I remembered our anniversary <laughs> and I, I made sure that you got a present and, and, and I, I complimented on you on, on the I complimented on your blonde hair. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, looking. I'm still looking good. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, what, uh, what happened? Yeah, it's like I it's like what what does it do? What did I do? It, it's it's and and honestly, you know, speak and I don't I, yeah, I'm not gonna put put anybody on the hot seat here. But speaking as a married man, uh, I, I totally understand that confusion because God knows it has happened. You know, not on the extreme case of my wife wanting to murder me, but I'm pretty sure it's been more than a few times. She's been incredibly angry with me for reasons I have no freaking clue why. She she uh, may have <laughs> a, a backup copy ready to uh, upload a consciousness right. in the event that she needs to to fully you know lash out at you. It's like wait a minute, like it's like hey, what's this weird helmet you got in the closet? <laughs> Well, okay. It says here, well, do not open until ten days after death. Can we talk about right? this? Right. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this has a why is there why is the visor in the shape of an X? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it just it did feel it it feels strange, and I think that maybe she should be more mad at Destiny and Mystique since they are the ones who actually depowered her, cut her arm off. And we're about to kill her up until Cypher and Warlock stepped into play. Um, you, I feel like her anger is very misplaced. No. Uh, her anger is very misplaced. The people she should be mad at aren't the people she's ultimately mad at, at least not on an individual level. And I, th- I think that's that's a big part of the character thing that, you know, at the very start of this where I was like, she's she has been and can be and kind of should be so strategic and it's not that she shouldn't have emotions, right? It's not that she can't or shouldn't fall prey to just being like in such a rage over the way things have gone against her wishes that she wouldn't do stuff that's atypical, you know? But she also mm-hmm. has nine lifetimes of experience. And it just feels to me like her being just like, you know, apocalyptically mad at everyone you know, mutant related, but especially Professor X. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's just, it feels very common supervillain in a way that I'm not into. I think mm. that's, you know, like that's the piece where I'm like, we need, we need this character to be complicated. 
Like this yeah. character is better when they are complex. Um, and it, she's being apocalypse. She needs to be an apocalypse, yeah. a magneto, not like you said earlier, a Cameron Hodge. That's the last thing she needs to be is a Cameron Hodge. Yeah. Or like a Donald Pierce. Like you, I need you to be more interesting than that. And she should be. Every ingredient yeah. is there for her to be so much more interesting than that. Um, mm. But it's just you. I, I get those hints and that makes me super nervous. Yeah. Uh, especially <laughs> given that this it just felt it felt fast. You know, my hope is X deaths by the end feels a bit like whiplash. It feels like fast. Like, what? Like, what is we're doing? She's the arch villain of the enemy now. Um, but then now as we get into Destiny of X, maybe it's all just like, listen, we had to, we had to put the floor, to, you know, hit at the gas. A car was about to yeah. hit us. Sorry. Now we're going to go at speeds that you understand again, right? Like now we're going right. to do this thing and, and we're going to go and in Moira in the background as this arch villain is going to be super cool again. And again, it's like, you know, we talked about this, like, Gillen on Immortal X-Men, if anybody yeah. can do something cool with mutant <sighs> stuff over the span of mutant history and oh with this God. idea of murderous villain, like, I've got a ton of faith. I think that book's going to be really good. Um, he's doing it right now in Eternals, right? Same concept, yes. right? And it's going to mm -hmm. go into Judgment Day and yada yada. So I've got he's a lot of He's made Eternals the best they've been since gaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, by far, right? By far. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I've I've got high confidence in that one for sure, and uh, and we'll see where it goes. Um, all right, so everybody listening, thanks so much for hanging out with us here. Um, got a little bit more time. If you have uh, additional questions, definitely get them in here. I will try to knock out some of the fun ones, uh, and uh, and we'll see where we go. But yeah, Ernie, did you have any final thoughts or things that we haven't talked about oh. that you wanted to make sure we we hit on? Um, I honestly, the only thing we probably didn't touch on was uh. I think we maybe like kind of glossed over it was with Beast, uh, oh, yeah. but uh, but the thing that and I, I want to bounce this off you because I, I you know, especially considering the rules of Phalanx infection as it's been established up to this point, uh, we know that all it takes is even the briefest of contact with someone who has the transmo virus to be infected by it. Yeah. Um. Do you think? That we need to be worried about the other Wolverines or and, and original recipe Wolverine because each of them has been stabbed yeah. <laughs> by Omega Wolverine. I think with the exception of Gabby, and I, I, I know for a fact I saw everyone else get stabbed. I, I, I literally could pinpoint panels where each of them gets stabbed by his claws. Right, and we know of course if even if and even if we look at the the stuff with Moira, uh, even if you ignore the arm from Warlock and the phalanx textures over her cybernetic arm when she connects it. Even we ignore all that. He stabbed her in the heart with his claws. So if she wasn't infected by the phalanx, then she for damn sure is now. Yeah. Uh, but did, did, did any, did, did you ever like look at anything and go like, huh, they're going to need a phalanx test. I think with the Moira stuff, for sure. Yeah, with the right. Like, get her a Q-tip. Like, yeah. somebody get Moira a Q-tip because she's Check definitely got the phalanx. Um, I, I think she definitely is going to have that connection. I mean, I just think it makes too much sense. It's also, like, so perfectly aligned with kind of what she wants anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like for her, that makes a ton of sense. So I hope that's where Moira's going. I think that works really, really well. For the Wolverines, mm -hmm. I think the way you talk around it is the same way you do on like they did on the animated series, which is like, well, they have healing factors and that yeah. can fight off a small amount of phalanx from a Wolverine who was sort of fighting it, you know, at that point, barely. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that's the way you, because I, I don't necessarily see a, I guess here's the way I see it, is if you're going to have it be where like, hey, these Wolverines technically have a little phalanx inside of them and they don't, <laughs> they don't know it and it doesn't really mean anything until all that techno-organic Warlock and Krakoa stuff starts coming into play. And mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, by the way, all the Wolverines <laughs> are controlled by Krakoa. Um, mm. because, because they've got this failing seed in them. Maybe that comes up in a distant future plot point. I think in the mm. short term, I love the Moira theory. I think that's mm. gotta come into effect here. Um, I don't think we'll see, I think we'll cool it on the failing jets yeah. probably for a few months, you know? And like, like, I hope, I hope these creators and I hope the destiny of X are going to hit the ground running. Like, I don't want them to be mm. patient really with anything yeah. anymore. Like we've, yeah. I've had my patience. <laughs> like yeah, I'm no, good on that. Jump in. Just yeah. Jump in. Jump just in. Throw yourself in the deep end. Guns blazing and, and just like, yeah, let's see what happens. Right. Like that ambition I think is to be celebrated. Um, but, but I don't know that it'll be phalanx related, but if it is, but if it is, I may be pleasantly surprised. Um, maybe we just go for it. <laughs> maybe we just, just, just get it. Al Ewing, get Al Ewing in there. He can handle it. It's gotta, can, it's can gotta be Ewing. If we Absolutely. <laughs> um, there's a good question here from, uh, from the comments. Have you read Venom the End? And do you think it will parallel the mutants' attempts to beat Nimrod? So Venom the End was a part of these The End one-shots that Marvel did. It's been a few years now. Um, yeah. This one was written by Adam Warren. Maybe he did art too. Um, it's so flipping cool. I love that comic. It is one of my favorite Marvel Cosmic comics of all time. Again, like, you just say it, and it's like, yeah, Venom, best Cosmic comic. And you'd be like, oh, the Kate Stegman run? No, no. This one no, shot no, no. by Adam Warren, it's amazing. It's so good. I think the X office, everyone involved, would be incredibly smart to just uh, to just bring that in, to just do yes. some of that stuff. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, well, we, we've so. seen some of those things sneak into other comics because, uh, uh, you know, they did, you know, the end for uh, Venom. They also did one for uh, uh, Captain Marvel, which yeah. actually did wind up uh, factoring into the the current in the Thompson run. Uh, yeah. yeah, current. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, OK, cool, because initially I was like, oh, these are things that they don't really matter. This is this is just a one off. You know, they, they're fun, but it's like you, you're not going to be like, well, I'm not going to commit it to memory. Uh, and now it's like, oh, but wait a minute, maybe I should. And and yeah, no, it's it's one of the honestly, yeah. If you want to say cosmic venom, yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> venom the end. Sure, go. yeah. Well, we brought we <laughs> brought the symbiotes into X Lives. You know, they showed mm -hmm. this unrevealed point of history where Weapon X was bringing the weapon, uh, mm -hmm. the symbiote onto Wolverine and testing that out. So it's like there's there's more of a relationship here than than I necessarily would have thought but that's cool mm -hmm. um we had a super chat here from fabium saying happy to see you two doing reviews together again thank you really appreciate the support always always fun to come on and talk some comics here with ernie um we had one more super chat been reading marvel for 40 years i want high concepts and wise characterization not wolvie fighting wolvie and kmart karima burn burn on oh. i love it at least oh. i got some magnum pi love with zeus and apollo in the duggan <laughs> book um I, I'm with you on the high concepts and wise characterization. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I think too, ultimately, like that is, that's so much of what the Hickman experience, you know, had me, had me excited about. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think like this issue, like if I'm just reviewing this issue, right, which we're, obviously we're talking broad strokes, but like a ton of it is, is just Wolverines fighting Wolverines. And it's not <laughs> the most exciting thing to me. Definitely. You know? I don't know. I just thought about Rick and Morty's. This is what we got. Morty's killing Morty's. <laughs> yeah. <I> right. <laughs> like that's all it is. 
Um, and Mara's, <laughs> you know, Mara's dead within the first three pages. Um, yeah. Which shouts to the the second page is uh, Vicentini does like all ten lives of Moira like stacked one on top of each. That was a really all cool page. in really which cool layout. I, that's what okay, you know what? That's what I wanted. Do that book. Do that. The ten book. Lives. Give me the ten lives of Moira. Yeah. That that's what it should have been. I should have literally got an issue. Each issue focusing on one of those lives, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the very least, maybe some more than others, because uh, you know, some you know, the first life. Like I think would have read like a very good image comic, uh, sure. just because that was like the most boring life she had. She Normal had a family, slice of life. Yeah, yeah, right. She died of old age, happy, whatever. Um, which is just it's a crazy thing to think about. And then you know, there's the plane crash, and then there's the uh, you know, the the whole uh, destiny and mystique. Uh, burning her alive, and there's the stuff with the Sentinels. It just it was crazy because going back and looking at it, seeing it in actual like fleshed out in pencils and ink and color it was like, right. huh, we really were robbed. Well, it's truly, <laughs> and it's like, it's such a, I actually think that page alone is like the most effective bit of Moira characterization and understanding of her psyche since House of X number two. Like yeah. just that page, because it's like, you can mm-hmm. see it all in one. That like, hey, she's lived two lives without any of this X-Men BS. Without any of it, you know, and then her lives get increasingly violent and insane mm-hmm. as they go, as she gets sort of wrapped up in all of this. I have to save mutant kind stuff. Um, and that's a really interesting thing to explore the psychology of that. I mean, yeah, it's like the Moira series for me was that was the Holy Grail X-Men comic that never happened. And it, mm-hmm. it is that thing, though, where it's like even now, even now, if she starts Whatever the scheme is next, whether it's Phalanx, whether it's her going to Orcus, whether it's something else entirely that we haven't thought about. Um, if you build that up effectively and we start to buy into, okay, she's the real threat here. Everything's about Moira, right? It becomes the X-Men versus Moira. There can be a window again to do that series. There can be a window again to be like, yeah, let's do the 10 lives and uh, let's do it right this time. Um, and I, I don't know. It's like, even if it's, I've I've been saying for a while like it's too late now it's too late you can't go mm-hmm. back, um, but I could be convinced, <laughs> I I could be convinced oh, to yeah. put that on a poll list. Uh, like if they do it, I'm definitely gonna read it. Like there's no question about that, you know. Oh yeah, oh, I mean like I, that was one of the big things I said when uh when House of X came out. I was so relieved when Hickman said it's not a time travel story. Yeah. Uh, because people were trying to guess what it was gonna be. Everybody thought it was gonna be time travel, and um. And when he said it wasn't, I was so relieved because, like, that's the last thing I want is yet another X-Men time travel story that doesn't make any damn sense mm-hmm. uh, the more I think about it. And then, yeah, we got one, and I was like, well, I guess I could take another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. like Batman comics. It's like, oh, God, I'm tired of Batman. They're like, hey, you know, Chip Zdarsky's writing Batman now. And I'm like. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's how it always is. Put that's it in my pull list. Yeah. It's like that's, that's why we love these things, you know, because it's like <laughs> it's all about just, like, put a little new shine on it. But yeah. it, put, get, take it, take a look from a different angle, right? And uh, and let's see, go. doesn't look better. <laughs> um, all right, last question I'm going to ask here. Uh, this is from Hugo. There's been a couple further references to black holes. Do you still have hope that we'll see Rasputin and Omega Sentinel and Zorn from that other lifeline, Ernie? What do you think? Is that ever going to happen? I'm not going to lie. I I gave up hope on any of them. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we've seen the we've seen you know uh, the the Zorn brothers in, uh, but not that particular version. Yeah. And we've got we've got uh, a Karima here, or whoever. Yeah, is, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we, maybe, maybe, maybe. She yeah. Maybe. Oh no, jury's still out on that one. Uh, but yeah, I, as for Rasputin, it's like I would like it if she made another appearance, or like maybe if we somehow because. Once again, though those timelines, we know that somehow, some way, they still persist mm-hmm. to some degree. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a chance that she is still out there. Because yeah, you know, once again, was it the librarian said that when Mora dies, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wrap. The time, like like it's it's supposed to be like Flashpoint, where like the big white light comes out and everything gets sucked up in it. Yeah, uh, and, and we and got a tease of that. Us. We got that tease in Inferno. Where it yeah. seemed to happen, and we got the big mm-hmm. white pages, which was a really good troll, I gotta say, actually. in retrospect. That was pretty good. Good it was use like, of the oh, media. No. Yeah. Like, no, they're doing it now. Yeah. But no, and then it was. I was like, nah, psych. We just shot her with the, uh, the neutralizer. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I like that. Uh, I like the idea that maybe that timeline isn't dead. And if you know, Omega Wolverine, he was able to jump to, to the present. That leaves a door open for Rasputin because if if Forge was able to create uh, Krakoan technology that would allow time travel, that Wolverine kept in his eye like it was the the pocket watch from Pulp Fiction <laughs> up his ass <laughs> yeah. for so many years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they can do that, then I have to believe that Rasputin can come back. Yeah, like you have to. Like, there's no reason not to. So here's definitely in past dreams. Mm -hmm. I'm certain we've talked about this. And I'm sure I've said it's going to happen. I'm I'm certain that's the tenor I took. Mm -hmm. I I think now, having read some more Hickman stuff and, and read some more interviews and things like this, I do think he's a really big fan of just doing cool shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he, I, I think I underrated <laughs> how much, cause he, cause he gets this reputation as this strategic long-term planner and thinker. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is incredibly well-deserved, right? Because his work mm-hmm. reads that way. His Marvel stuff reads that way. Like it's one yeah. amazing tapestry. It's one of my favorite things in all of comics, all of comics. But I do think a lot of times he just drops, he'll just be like, I thought this cool thing, let's just put it in there. If we come back yeah. to it, it'll look like it was the plan. But if we don't, yeah. it'll be a cool thing that people will be like, oh, yeah, remember that? That was cool. And yeah. They forget about it. I think the black hole thing might be that. Um, yeah. It, it's he boba like, fetted it. He boba fetted it. That's he boba fetted it. And it's like, yeah. and other creators could, and, and that's the thing now is like, well, it's not going to be him. So it's now it's up to other creators to be like, do I want to play with that? Right. And that's where it gets potentially messy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, for me, it's like, look at, look at the destiny diaries. Okay. Remember back whenever X-Men number 20 came out a lifetime ago. And all of a sudden there's a final page. It's Moira in the no place. She's reading the destiny diaries. Next couple pages, Inferno coming that. And it, I think it was subtitled in like De- Inferno, the destiny diaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of you in the comments, tell me how many times have the Destiny Diaries come up ever since that moment? <laughs> tell me how many times has that Not come into one. play now in Inferno and in <sighs> this Moira story in Excess of Wolverine? It has not come up once. 
I nope. think it should have. It would have made a lot of sense. I'd be shocked if Gillen doesn't play with the Diaries a little bit, okay? Maybe they come back. But it was teased as being super relevant. It was teased as being a thing Moira was planning, and that's going to lead into what the story is. And all it was was a cool page. It was just a cool page. Right. That's it was a it. cool way to end it. That was it. Yeah, that, that's that all it. it was. And uh, and I think maybe we're going to find there's more stuff like that <laughs> than you'd want there to be. Um so it, black hole travel, that whole thing, like there's a whole system in place for it to happen. Um, as far as actually seeing those characters again, I'm not holding my breath for them to like, I'm not yeah. holding my breath for them to come from that specific timeline into ours. I think mm-hmm. the way maybe we see them again now is if creators just straight up start telling stories in the future and those yeah. types of things. Cause it's a, cause it's like conceptually the chimeras, Rasputin, the, the black brain, um telepath bring that stuff back it's cool like don't yeah. don't let it go uh but i don't know that we see those specific lifeline characters again and i wouldn't have said that yeah. you know six months ago i mean yeah it, honestly i think if we see them uh because we know sinister in uh hellions he had begun working on chimeras earlier than he was supposed to mm-hmm. um something tells me if we see him again it'll probably be because of that if if that if 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 uh but beyond yeah beyond that um we'll see chimers for sure because yeah. sinister's yeah. already started them in hellions um if the creator strip like no, the, if people forget about sinister <laughs> and all the potential there like i'm walking i'm walking out of my office and I'm, yeah i'm not reading x-men comics for a while uh, i'm not worried about that no. um but yeah like the the specifics of those characters coming from a lifeline and having something because i guess that's the thing too is like Everybody's like, oh, we're going to see him again. That'd be so cool. And it's like, yeah, but like, what would they do? Like, what would their play be? Exactly. Like, it's not like they have some secret knowledge. It's not like they have an interesting answer. Um, unless they can replicate the black hole travel through lifelines to like, hey, what if we, now it becomes the quantum leap thing of like, what if we go stop Moira in life six, you know, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, unless they can do that. It's like, what would they do? They'd just be out of their normal lifeline in this new one. They, they would just be alternate <laughs> reality characters, I guess, really, you know? Oh, my God. It's, yeah. I, you know, it, it, once again, just like anything else, time travel, alternate realities, the more you you the more you dive into it, the sillier it all sounds. Yeah. It just, it's, I, I would rather someone just surprise me. Like, I don't want to, like, honestly, I don't want to see it in a solicit. I don't want to see it. In a, you know, in, in a, in a, uh, those trailers that Marvel likes to do, I don't want to see any of that. I just want to read the comic and just be, oh, wow, mm-hmm. Rasputin was at the end of the book. Oh, my God, what happened? I'd have, oh. Right, right. <laughs> well, and it's like, and we see, we see how Marvel is, like, they don't have the confidence to be like, this is a Moira book, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's on a level of, like, comics readership that is too small for them to want to market to which I get, right? You want to sell bugs. Yeah. So they're like, well, it's a Wolverine comic. So like Rasputin, they're not doing, they're not, they're not going to market a Rasputin thing. Um, yeah. Cause that's an even smaller fringe level of, of crazed, you know, theorists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really, yeah. Cause it, it and, and the thing is, and, and I, and I want to make sure people understand what we're saying here too, is that, you know, while don't get us wrong, we love Rasputin too. Yeah. yeah. Love her too. But, the amount of people who give a damn about Rasputin are way smaller, infinitesimally smaller <laughs> than the amount of people who give a shit about Wolverine. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing at yeah. the end of the day. 
Uh, final super chat coming in here hot from Cole. Thanks so much, Cole. I'm really grateful Moira came back as a brunette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated uh I appreciated that Moira pulled the scar Joe, right? That she was like, all right, I'm I'm running from the law. I'm gonna go blonde. Um, sure. They knocked her highlights out. Yeah, it it worked for, for <laughs> a handful of issues, but but she's back. She's <laughs> she's mostly metallic and robotic now, but I do think yeah. the hair was was brunette. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, that, yeah. yeah. She got Scott Pilgrim. She got her. She got her highlights punched out. That, that, that's all it was. That's all it was. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> all right. Awesome. So yeah, like I'm. I'm excited for Destiny of X. I think we both are. Um, oh yeah. I'm. I'm really optimistic about some of the creators coming out of these titles. Uh, I think new creators in the office is like the best thing for them right now. I think they need it, and I think it's going to be super helpful. And again, my my big ask is just like, I hope these books hit the ground running. Like, if there's one lesson mm-hmm. to be learned from X Deaths for me, it's mm-hmm. like just don't be afraid to try this big, crazy stuff. Like, don't be afraid to try it because at a minimum, I'm going to come out appreciative that that story was told. Even if I don't love the mm-hmm. comic, I'm going to be appreciative that like, okay, but they did a big thing and now Moira yeah. is in this position and she, she was at she was at the starting line before and now she's down the field as opposed to like, hey, we're just going to keep punting everything all the time. Um, that gets more, like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I don't get to see a, a lot catch. of offense, Ernie. Yeah. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate it when it happens. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, 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 we're just going to fair catch. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Every time. No, 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 I'm not running. I'm not running the ball back. No. Uh-uh. What are you, That's what are you I most feel excited Marvel about? Done. Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, Kieran Gillen. It's yeah. Kieran Gillen all day for me. Uh, yeah. and, and X-Men Red as well, because, you know, once again, you know, I'm huge, huge uh, uh, Storm Stan. Uh, but also the potential that maybe you know maybe we'll get some gentle, yeah. Because you know I kind of have a feeling we already know the way the X vote went. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not happy about it. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's it's Kieran Gillen probably more than just about anybody else because I've really really loved a lot of Gillen's work over the last uh, several years, especially. Uh, the the work that Gillen has done with stuff like Wicked Divine, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that he's done with uh, uh, Die, and even the X-Men stuff he's done in the past. I'm like, I I want this. And if you're going to bring in a guy to come in and do an X-Men book, uh, now that Hickman is gone, get this guy. He's good. Yeah, He's a good long-term storyteller. He can. I feel like Kieran Gillen is the best of both worlds when it comes to trying to fill in a void that Hickman has left behind. You're mm-hmm. not saying he's going to be the head of X or whatever, but just you got a guy who's good at long-term storytelling, but he can also hit you with some bam, boom, pow, fast, quick, you know, microwave. Like you just throw stuff in the microwave. You don't have to put it in the crock pot overnight or anything. Like yeah, that. He yeah. can give you, he can get you right in the middle and give you a taste of both mm. that pleases, that could please anybody. I think, uh, like I said, read his Eternals. Uh, yeah, I, I know a lot of people don't care about the Eternals, but, if you read it, you'll start to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been saying for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that book as well. I think Gillen is. Mm-hmm. It is like if you run down like who are the big names in comics, mm-hmm. like and you're just trying to figure out like well who could come in and potentially alleviate some of that loss. There aren't that many names. There are not that many names, especially names that have a relationship with the publisher already or right. a la already one of their best series. Um, so yeah, Gillen's, Gillen's a great fit. I'm glad he's doing it. Uh, all right, cool. So thanks everybody for joining. Really appreciate it. Uh, all my stuff's at, at convocarol. You can go to convocarol.com for more. Uh, obviously like, and subscribe to the channel here. If you enjoy these types of conversations, Ernie, where should people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on youtube.com forward slash blur without fear. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, blurred uh, minus fear. But if you just type in blur without fear, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, and yeah, I drop videos throughout the week uh, and I live stream every Saturday. So uh, come by, join in. We have conversations about stuff. Yeah, check out the blur <laughs> cave every Saturday. Definitely recommend it. Um, all right, cool. So thanks so much for joining everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week here with Casual Krakoa talking the kickoff of the Destiny the X. Subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you then. All right, take care. All righty. Thanks, man. That was